0: Well, they were the reason why I can eat so much in the first place, so I blame this on them, because my grandma would be shoving food in my mouth like there's going to be another war or something, so I was like, all right, I'm going to eat, and then, you know, they expect to eat super fast. Actually, my entire family eats very fast, so I get. I guess that's why I thought it was normal, because we eat a lot, and we eat very fast, so it's just a growing up thing. My grandma's just like, eat, 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 you know, but now she's like, Oh, Reina, you eat too much.
1: Welcome to the ketchup. Introducing your hosts, Eli Aruth, Editor-in-Chief, and Jeffrey Kotnick, CEO, and apparently the only guy who takes this podcast seriously. Of the craziest, most bestest, news-breaking, food-porn-peddling, viral website on the dot coms, Food Feast. It's crazy when your future is decided by an algorithm. Dude, this pizza is fucking crazy. There's not one person in this entire world that believes you. All right,
2: and welcome to the catch up. We are so back. The catch up. What's up Jeff?
1: Hey Eli. Feeling good? I'm feeling really good. That oh. was the first producer countdown that we got to hit record. I like that. You, Izzy. You see how like Izzy's like going next level with this producing?
2: We're shaping up, man. That intro is <laughs> kind of good, too. The intro's kind of good. Guys, we're here with uh, an unsanctioned competitive eater, our dear friend, Raina. She's a 23-year-old YouTuber. She has over 100,000 subscribers. Congratulations, Thank by you. the way. Um, she And over 10 million people have seen her eat the entire menu at Panda Express on the Food Beast show going in. Um, that was a lot of fun. And so I just want to find out how you do what you do, and even more importantly, why you do what you do as a competitive eater.
1: Reina is crazy, is what I hear and what I see. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, that's one of the first intros where we didn't give... She doesn't really need a last name in the intro, but at the same time, you probably should. Reina Wong? Ho-
2: huang. Reina.
0: Huang.
1: Huang. Huang.
2: I like this. We could actually do this for like five minutes and people will still listen. Here we go. Here we go. What's funny is Jeff and I were talking a lot this weekend because there was that big UFC fight and I don't watch a ton of UFC. Do you watch any? No. No, no fighting combat sports. No. Uh, I mean, I'm in, I'm in your same boat, but as Jeff and I were talking and Jeff was kind of schooling me on, you know, what to look for in certain fighters and why certain fighters are interesting, I saw a lot of correlations between like, mixed martial arts and fighting and competitive eating both in like the the actual athleticism obviously involved with MMA and and UFC stuff and then the actual athleticism in competitive eaters that like gets underestimated I feel and undervalued like the best competitive eaters in the world are fit they're not the quote-unquote fat slobs that a lot of people refer to So I think,
1: I don't know, I thought it was mad interesting. And that felt, that feels like a change because the competitive eating that I saw growing up and when I say growing up, maybe in high school, the only thing I would ever see is the Nathan's hot dog eating championship on ESPN. That That was definitely my first entrance into, oh, this is a thing, this is a televised thing with sponsors, with a dozen people. And the people that I roughly remember from that stage, a long time ago, compared to the eaters that I see now on uh, on some of the professional and amateur arena, there tends, there seems to be this somewhat of a shift toward we have to practice exercise be fit to be able to compete at this level it's no longer just like i'm a big guy big gal with a stomach it's no we we practice uh we stay in shape to be able to intake the amount of calories that we do and then so i would imagine and Rainy, you could probably speak to this but the amount that goes behind the scenes of what you don't see at a competition or a challenge i imagine it's a lot yeah,
2: I mean, Raina, you you don't compete in the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Challenge, right? No. No, and why why is that? I...
0: Well, because I do a lot of independent stuff, and then signing with them is like signing with an agency, so then I would be very limited to what I would be able to do on my own. So I wouldn't be able to work with restaurants, and I wouldn't just have my freedom, so I don't want to get into that.
2: That's interesting, because Major League Eating to the to the average... Uh, f- consumer online would see that like yo that's like that's the ufc of competitive Mm -hmm. eating so if you're not a part of that then you're not really in it but i think it's good to understand that like i was looking at the top five eaters this past year according to mle and their prize winnings from their competitions over the year and from the top the most accoladed person in competitive eating is joey chestnut and last year the past the past 365 days he's only made thirty-five thousand
1: dollars in winnings yeah in winnings
2: now that doesn't that doesn't account for any sponsorships he might have any other media he might succeed at but also he doesn't have a YouTube channel he doesn't have a, a social following so even as the most accolated competitive eater number one ranked in the world your prize winnings that you can look forward to are 35 thousand dollars wow. did that did you know that going in right like oh if that's the top of the crowd like i don't want to go down that route
0: yeah no i had an idea because it um correlates with the um no freedom stuff he doesn't get to do much on his own and he's basically just doing what mle wants him to do you know so i know they didn't do much for the people in it because you only know Jesse Joey Chesnes there's more people in MLE but you never hear of them because they don't really care you know it's like if you're not the top then it's just there's no benefits
2: to it how did you get how did you get started with all this
0: well, I ate a lot all my life and I thought it was like <laughs> normal until somebody told me, hey, go do a food challenge. I have no idea like that was a thing. I was like, people do this? So they called me to do a burrito challenge at a restaurant near me. It was like a four pound burrito. And the first one challenge I ever did, I ate that in six minutes. So I was like, <laughs> I guess I, have a, I just have a weird talent for eating a lot of food and fast.
2: How, you know? how old were you when you did that four pound burrito challenge?
0: Oh, I've been doing this for a year
1: so just last year one year mm-hmm.
2: one year ago you're like I'm just gonna go eat this burrito you've whatever.
1: only been doing this for a year <laughs> yeah Dude, she's like a, really close to the top of this thing and <laughs> she's been doing it for one year that's really mind-boggling to me one because again congratulations on Thank the 100,000 subscribers because yeah. that's amazing and I'm assuming that means you've only been doing content for a year or less mm-hmm. and, and for the people that listen to this podcast and watch Food Beast, you you've you must have seen Reina in something that we've done. I mean, you've been involved in, I would say, close to a dozen different live streams, social opportunities across the year. So that's mind boggling to me because I just thought you were joining up with Food Beast, extending what you've been doing for, I assumed like a... A long time i didn't have a specific time period in mind but man that is mind-boggling we had
2: me. a pizza eating challenge uh, was this close to a year ago now yeah okay yeah. that's where we met yep. that's where we met reina we were at, at an ooze fest festival of ours and on the stage we we every year we do we do a pizza eating challenge and we have a little fun with it some years it's like you're not allowed to touch the pizza with your hands you have to eat it with your face whatever and here comes reina just strolling along and I'm just going to casually how many slices do you eat like 18?
0: 16. Like 16 19. slices of pizza this is
2: 10 minute competition. 16 slices though.
1: of pizza in 10 minutes and we had we had a few other eaters up there but it the next the next person did 9? Yeah, maybe? It, yeah, it wasn't close. It was it was not close <laughs> and it was also when you were watching on stage even if you didn't look at the numbers of what was happening on stage you could just look at reina and see what she was doing like the amount she was putting in her mouth at and swallowing at any given time you could just tell that she was at like a 2x rate for anybody you didn't even have to look at the numbers yeah
2: is that hard i mean do you worry about choking like that's a serious it's got to be a serious health concern
0: uh, i only had one choke scare because oh, wow. i'm not used to try tip me because um, doing all these food challenges, I've made more American food than I have in my entire life. Because <laughs> I'm very, I, you know, I grew up eating Asian food. So I had a tri-tip uh, eating challenge and I didn't know like the beef was cut so thick. Because in my head, brisket was like the Korean thinly sliced really thin, brisket. Yeah. So I just put it in oh, my mouth wow. and I was like, oh my God, I am choking on this brisket. So I actually gagged up a little bit, oh, but no. I just put it back in and then continued <laughs> with the challenge. Oh, <laughs> so that was my only um, choking scare. But the other times i was pretty fine i don't really have that much choking scares so i'm lucky with that
1: so with the four pound burrito that you ate in six minutes obviously there's a lot of natural ability there was that the moment where you decided i'm gonna do this i'm gonna look into this i'm gonna train for this i'm gonna create a youtube like what was that was the moment that it sounded like? you could tell that you had an ability what were the next steps for you to figure out i want to take this into at least to a major hobby level
0: well i've always wanted to be in the entertainment industry in some way so i've had a this youtube channel but it wasn't with eating it was i was gaming singing modeling whatever and then um, i actually recorded my first challenge was like why not you know it's just something i'm doing recorded it and it did really well and i was just like You guys like watching me eat. So I just, (laughs) you know, just went with the eating and then, you know, it spiraled into this crazy things because there's not many other, especially females who do this, you know, and it's just, wow, okay, it's a thing, you know. So, I mean, like, I know mukbangs are like getting more popular and everything, but I don't do that. So, like, I'm different from that thing. But I know food eating is very popular so i'm just like mukbang on steroids and people are just like oh you know nobody really else do like the crazy fast eating that i do and the quantity yeah
2: is it special here in america too is like some like a lot of people seeing you for the first time and seeing like you've heard of mukbang but you haven't like i don't think it was like super duper popular here in the states how did you know did you see that was there anyone you were like kind of crafting piggybacking on jeff's question like how, how do you like yo I look at all these competitive eaters, they're not making a ton of money, but like, how do you design your direction and game plan for making money and creating content? Who are you modeling after?
0: I honestly just grasp a little bit from everybody and I just do my research what is working what is not and I just like some ideas just come to me like I recently introduced the hashtag battle Reina concept where I have fans come out and try to battle me and I have a handicap it's like three guys versus me can they finish that before Reina or you have a (laughs) fifteen seconds um, handicap or something because I really like my fans I really want to interact with them and just give them a chance to join in on the fun and I get the restaurant to you know get in on it so even if they don't beat me like the first person whoever has that beats the eating contest out of everybody gave a gift card or something and you know i give them a reina t-shirt or whatever so i mean restaurants are down to promote and whatever and eating contest is already a thing i just kind of like focus it more around me so then people's like hey you get a chance to be on reina's video blah 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 so yeah it was been really fun
2: how many of your fans are creepy versus how many <laughs> of your fans are like other women who are uh looking up to you for like just breaking down walls and being dope like what's that what's that breakdown
0: Actually, um, my analytics on YouTube, 65% of the watchers are women. Surprisingly, wow. yeah. what? Wow, women, really cool. Women likes to watch and live vicariously through me because, mm. you know, girls like to eat. But more guys comment with the creepy comments. But girls will usually <laughs> stay quiet and just kind of watch because they want to like, I don't want people to know that I like to watch these videos, you know? But guys will be the one commenting. And I don't mind it. It's all very fun to read. I read all my comments. And to yeah. me,
1: there's... Raina, you have this instantly entertaining aspect, not only to your channel, but to your presence, because I've also never seen a competitive eater of almost any kind dress in a very particular way that adds to the personality. (laughs) Right. So even even here today, you have beautiful pink and purple hair. Right. Mm -hmm. And i'm on the in and out challenge that we had in the office i believe it yeah was what did you like, dress up as it uh, was harley, harley? Quinn. harley. Yeah. yeah and so i had no i knew i knew an eater that we were excited about was coming to the office to do a 50 by 50 in and out challenge and i come downstairs and i'm um, is that harley is that harley quinn it was in our halloween, office yeah, it was near
0: halloween so no not, yeah, yeah
1: totally but i was just saying that added of personality was like this is amazing i'm gonna watch someone dressed as harley quinn crush 50 patties of meat 50 layers of cheese like in this office right now and so that was like a level of an entertainment factor that just like added to everything else because the first facebook stream comments were like who is this this, right (laughs) who is both dressing up and also trying to crush this 50 by 50 and and to be honest like the first reaction that we had especially to our pizza contest you're also like you have a really small frame yeah so it's this like mind of like (laughs) someone's going to attempt this insane challenge the, you look so awesome, and then on, and then on top of that, it's just like, where does it go? Do you have a trapdoor in your foot? Like, what is happening? <laughs> as you, I mean, I don't know what a uh, fifty by fifty weight You held it.
2: I held, I mean, it's it's the size of two babies.
1: I mean, it's <laughs> it was it's seven huge. Pounds. Yeah, it, it was. Oh nuts. my gosh, it was seven pounds.
2: I mean, anyone out there who's had any sort of burger that has multiple patties and multiple pieces of cheese, you can remember what you felt like after. So yeah. I can, you get this question all the time, but like, what happens after? Like you, you eat 50, a 50 patty burger with 50 slices of cheese. What, how do you feel after? Oh, what? I
0: feel very tired. Hmm. Yeah. And then I have to go into like a food coma, you know, and I just I've like got to sleep it off or just wait it out. And then afterwards I'm walking, swimming, running, whatever. Actually, one time when I came here for the uh, egg rolls, I tried to push myself too hard that day. So I was driving right after that and I actually um, broke my two rims because I hit the curb. So I had oh, to get my car released because I, I was so tired from all that car. So I was like, OK, this is nice. So, I, you know, it's a learning process with all this food eating and stuff. So I'm like, OK, I need to give myself a break and not push myself too hard, you know.
2: I was uh, listening to another competitive eater, Yasser, Talk, uh, Yasser Salem, and he is the 11th ranked eater in the world right now. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about, he, he, he actually has a day job. Mm-hmm. Um, the 11th ranked eater in the world does not do it full time. And he does about 10 competitions a year. And leaning up to the big one of the year, the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Challenge, he actually doesn't eat hot dogs all year. He says his training is actually really healthy. He eats a five-pound salad every day for lunch. So he's actually eating five pounds of lettuce, which is probably five pounds of water and, you know, a very clean dressing. So he's getting the nutrients that he needs to do all his other athletic things. Like he does uh, marathons and he does all that stuff. So he's like really fit. Do you do you you eat every day though i feel like you're eating every single day these crazy you put up 10 videos in the past seven days on youtube of different challenges (laughs) like (laughs) i I can't uh, you're one first of all there's so many questions there because you're also one person like on the media side you're creating 10 different pieces of content uploading it for the world let alone the 10 meals you're eating like you're doing a lot of crazy shit all at once what the hell
0: Yeah, you know, actually, uh, that's what I'm gonna say. I like push myself to do a lot. Like people think I have a team, I don't. I'm just, I'm going out videoing, editing, and putting all up, making the thumbnails, whatever. I'm doing everything, managing. And talking to the restaurant, being my own agent, so yeah, I'm going crazy. You know, <laughs> That's my hashtag <laughs> is crazy.
1: Yeah. Uh, for uh, those who aren't going to watch any sort of video companion, the eyes that Raina yeah. just gave us about "I'm going crazy" were they were crazy <laughs> yeah. eyes.
2: So you were, I know you you were you were working at a restaurant before you can quit and be, go full time eating. What happened? What was that about?
0: Um, I was a chef at Benihana, and it's <laughs> um way too much work. You know, it's um, I was getting very tired because, um, you know, on weekends, uh, you're just constantly going in and out of the kitchen. And then every time you got to put on a show for the customers and you don't even get much of a time break. And then when it's like, you know, like a Mother's Day or something, you just get a 30 minute break for like a 10 um, hour shift. It's insane. And I was just I was feeling the health problems with that I was like getting really tired and I was like you know really sleepy and sometimes I wouldn't feel well and it was just too much work and then um it was it, it sounded very also unprofessional when I was scheduling stuff with restaurants. Hey, um when do you want to schedule? this I'm like, "Oh, wait a minute. I need to wait till next Wednesday till my work schedule comes out." It just sounded weird. So I was like, "You know what? I'm just going to take the chance and, you know, quit this job and see what you two can get me." And at that time, when I cooked about uh, quit about like 5 months ago, something like that, I had 30,000 subscribers and I guess I worked out so wow. they just like, I just been, you know, like I tell you, I, I'm constantly working just to trying to make this happen. So this is my full time job. So that's why I'm always working. And, you know, it's funny, people, <laughs> I respond right away on social media. Yeah. You know, I think that's another thing with all the independent eaters. Um, I would say I'm pretty I'm pretty young compared to them. And so I'm more like technology savvy. So I'm very good with communicating. A lot of them don't communicate like right away or just take forever. So I just make sure that I'm on top of it. And then I'm managing everything and just getting there on time and make sure that certain stuff, you know, are in place so we can get it done and everything runs smooth. And I'll just get the video quick as possible.
1: Every comment that I saw on her YouTube channel uh, from, I don't know, the six or seven videos I looked through to prep for this podcast had a had a like on it from reina like the amount of (laughs) dedicated reading every single comment like commenting back it it, it was just pretty it was pretty crazy i was i was pretty impressed you know the amount of back and forth that was happening
0: yeah like i said i love my fans and i i used to be able to comment back every comment but now it's too much so i i read it and like it but now it's just like, oh, I'm sorry. I want to say thank you to everybody, but I can't, you know?
1: We yeah. we skimmed over something. You, well, sorry, you skimmed over something for a second, which I think is a major life decision. You quit the job that was supplying your income yeah. t- in order to pursue this full time. When we just heard from Eli, the number 11 ranked eater in the world has a job. Mm-hmm. So obviously and this is something that I think we should we should press on is there's a difference between what you do and a, a professionally ranked eater in the sense of how much you're doing because the 10 competitions a year I mean you might do 300 plus challenges a year plus you're filming plus you're managing those relationships with the restaurant plus you're managing social that's crazy but when did when did you have the confidence that i know the job is tiring but the income's gotta make you the level yeah the level of confidence and courage to be i'm going to quit and i'm going to make this my living how did you decide that and how's it going
0: i'm a very ambitious person (laughs) and I don't believe in doing something you're not happy with. I wasn't happy being a chef because it was very tiring. And once I set my mind to something, I just go for it. And I have, like, I have a lot of stamina, like, an energy. Like, I can't drink coffee or anything. So when my friend's like, do you need coffee? I'm like, no, this is just natural energy that I have. So I just, you know, just always grinding and hustling. That's just my personality. I just won't stop until something gets done and like very stubborn in one way because you know like i got it i got it proved to the world blah 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 but yeah that's just my personality in general that when i want something i'm gonna go get it you
1: know but weren't you anxious about i don't know i'm assuming you worked 40 50 60 hours a week Mm because restaurant hours are crazy and then all none of that income coming in so how did you how did you make the decision that you you know this was going to be your job essentially well
0: when i quit at the time youtube was already starting to bump up and what i got from youtube was already um in, good enough for me to just live day by day oh wow so yeah. i was like so it you no know, because like at that time i was still like i had a like maybe 3 p.m shift in the morning i would go out and film come back edit as much as I can, go to work, and then late at night, I would finish the editing and post it up. So I was, like, kind of working two full-time jobs yeah. because I was still trying to push as much as I can, even with a full-time job. So I was like, I need, you know, I'll just make whatever it is I'm doing because I really enjoyed going out and meeting people, meeting fans, talking to restaurants, blah, blah, blah. That was super fun for me. So I just put all my effort into that instead of working at Benihana.
2: So where does the money come from for someone who doesn't, like, understand content and youtubers like because you're doing it you know Mm, 30,000 subscribers mm -hmm. at the time
0: uh at first it was just from youtube youtube Mm -hmm. gives you money for the ads they play on your video Mm -hmm. but nowadays i am talking to restaurants doing promotional for them Mm because that's why like when i go out to eat sometimes it's not always a challenge it's more of sometimes just tasting experiencing the restaurant and just showing you know showing off the different foods of LA. Cause you know, there's so much variety here and then, you know, they would pay me for doing these promotions. And then, um, nowadays, I also rely on Patreon, which is kind of like my tips, you know, it's like extra content or just other stuff that I provide for them. And then, you know, it's just people that want to support me in general. And I also manage my own merchandise now too.
1: Wow. So yeah. Tell me about Patreon because, uh, there are a number of podcasts that I listen to that specific have a Patreon page. Uh, so like the Fantasy Footballers, if you want to be a member of a Foot Clan, you pay $5 <laughs> a month and you, right, you pay for this additional podcast per week. Yeah. Do you know any other competitive eaters that are on Patreon or did you kind of just decide that to be for you because you had this excited fan base that was interested in potentially like donating to your um, cause?
0: It was actually my friend. At first, I like didn't really care about it. And then he pushed me to do it because he's like, this is a growing thing. You can get a lot of extra income just because your fans love you and you just get the extra content since you do so much anyway. So then I looked more into it and he actually helped me set, set up everything and manage stuff. And then... It just started to keep working. And then I and then I started looking at other people. It's not, eaters don't really do much of this, but it's more yeah. like models, Models, mm. you know? And I see what they do. Like uh, Jessica Nigiri, like she's a cosplayer. And you know I like to dress up. Yeah. So it's, um, I just dress up, take some pictures and modeling. And then they just, that's just what the Patreon content is about. Because, you know, like I like to model. So I don't really put everything out. So it's like a specific one you want to see these pictures. Go on Patreon.
1: You have to be one of the only competitive eater slash models in the world. <laughs> yeah, I can, I'm trying to. Look, I'm trying to think. Like, I don't want to see. I
2: don't want to see Stony like that. Like, I don't want to see Joey Chestnut with his shirt off. Like, I, like I don't want to see any of that. Do you? Do you? Do you consider yourself a competitive eater? Like, what?
0: Nowadays, I consider myself a more of an entertaining eater. Mm-hmm. You know, because. Um, realistically there are health benefits to like to health risks to this so if i manage to eat 20 pounds of food like they do i can't go back so my capacity right now is probably 10 pounds and i'm done you know like i really do not want to go past that point point. and um like i said my content these days are more about fun interacting with fans and how much i can eat really fast and it's not really about the quantity i eat you know so i just want to be entertaining You know, like I said, I just want to be entertainer all my life. So what I can find people to be happy with or just go, whoa, you know, that's what I'll make it work. And I don't really want to be like super professional Mm. because that's just I think I feel like that's too much. How
2: do you mention health? I mean, what health concerns do you have right now? Like and how do you how do you maintain what you do?
0: um right now it's just getting enough of the nutrients because there are there have been some really sad stories in competitive eating about this girl she didn't she she you know because she doesn't get enough in nutrients and it was very sad so um i just am um, on my off days or whatever you know like the, with the tastings i'm getting enough veggies or fruits or whatever so i just keep everything balanced and i'm um always moving to keep my body physically in good shape and stuff
2: how are you getting your stomach so big I think everyone, it's it's always fun to hear how like different competitors get large stomachs. Some people drink, eaten salads, five pound salads. What are you doing?
0: Um, I do a variety of things. Right now, I used to do a lot of water training, but huh. too much water is very bad. So um, now I'm doing like more salads or just yogurt, Greek yogurt, very clean and healthy. And it's just flows out right away so <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just very good fiber and stuff and um whatever just keeps my body clean because water too much water is very bad it messes up with your electrolytes or whatever it is really yeah
2: mm-hmm. are you under medical supervision like a- as a as an eater who's eating like
0: um not from actual doctors at offices but my whole family's full of doctors so, okay what so- do they
2: think what do they think of what you do <sighs> Okay, well. (laughs) They're Asian and they're doctors, and you're a competitive eater. I I can't imagine Thanksgiving at your place. (laughs)
0: Well, they were the reason why I can eat so much in the first place. So I blame this on them because my grandma would be shoving food in my mouth like there's going to be another war or something. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm going to eat. And then, you know, they expect to eat super fast. Actually, my entire family eats very fast. So I get. I guess that's why I thought it was normal because we eat a lot and we eat very fast. So it's just a growing up thing. My grandma's just like, eat, 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 you know? But now she's like, oh, Reina, you eat too much. You know, it's like because I do all this. I'm like, well, you know what, grandma, this is your fault. But, you know, she, she comes over, she like does physicals and you know she does she knows how to do all that so she mm-hmm. makes sure i'm still okay and um you know she brings over a whole bunch of fruits and veggies still just to make sure i get in, in nutrients and stuff <laughs> that's yeah. cute
1: yeah you you glossed over water challenge but for people who don't understand what not challenge sorry water training mm-hmm. for people who don't understand what that is what were you what were you doing and i know you're taking a step away from that because too much water training or too much of anything Everything needs to be in some sort of moderation, mm-hmm. but I remember you telling me what you were doing almost every night with what, like what, what were you doing and how were you expanding your stomach?
0: I was drink, chugging a gallon of water in like under two minutes. What?
1: Yeah. So what? what and was how f- often? Yeah.
0: Every night. Actually, there was one time, one, a couple of weeks where I bumped it to two, two chugs every day because I just really wanted to eat this food or something. I forget, but yeah that's that that's not a good idea
1: and when you say you said 10 pounds is my limit like very casually you're mm-hmm. talking about the amount of weight of food in front of you that you can put in your body mm-hmm. which i'm also imagining is a significant percentage of your total body weight yeah <laughs> <laughs> right like ten, ten 10 pounds i feel gross after a one pound burger right that's like way too much for me already 10 pounds i just i know you talk about it very casually but i just want people to understand 10 pounds is an insane amount yes that's your limit but that is an insane (laughs) limit but like
0: um you see my natural capacity was just four or five pounds when i first started out it just so happens that i already ate a lot in the first place so to me I've already ate more than normal people all my life. Like, when right. we go to restaurants... Because, you know, my fam- family eats uh, family-style Chinese food all the time. So, we don't really control. We just kind of, like, family-style, take whatever you want. So, when my first time I go to, like, a set meal for me, I'm like, this is not enough food. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just needed to eat a lot all my life. Yeah.
2: Have your regular meals changed? So, I know you ate a lot, you said, growing up or whatever. But once your stomach is at a capacity that I could fill ten pounds, like, can you just have a burger when you go out? <laughs> That's a great I can. I can. yeah, yeah. and you but do you feel you feel comfy, or are you like, man I, feel, I need a
0: I feel comfy. Like it's like i won't I won't feel like super hungry. Like I've never liked eating over what I feel comfortable with anyway. So like, before I just ate so much and I still feel okay. So that's why I get just have a natural, more capacity because I ate so much and I already felt okay. So then my five pounds was my natural <laughs> capacity. I just keep working on it. And yeah, but I can eat in moderation. I don't mind. I just, as long as I'm not hungry and I can work, it's, I'm good.
2: Jeff, we're thinking of workshopping this show where it's a hidden camera show where Raina goes on a bunch of first dates.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I want to do that. It's so fun. Oh, my basically,
2: God. you invite a friend that like, you just, basically she just like, keeps ordering food and you see how the guy reacts and obviously like as the gentleman i would hope he would try to pay for the bill but basically you see the social interaction towards the end where like after reina's had like 10 bowls of pasta or something <laughs> all the <at> cart <laughs> at mastro's that'd be amazing sign
1: me up you think that's a good show so, absolutely <laughs> i think that's a good show
0: but my personality in a first date already i'm already like kind of savage so just even like a first date it would be funny on itself but then when i start eating it just be even like what what what's wrong
2: with this chick what's dating life for you like as as, <laughs> as as doing what you do from everything from the patreon to eating all the time what's that what does that feel what does that look like
0: da, da, da. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she's like next question
0: i got, I got boy troubles i'm just put it that way and i'm too like straightforward mm. you know like i'm i'm very like independent woman kind of mindset with my okay with my ex he couldn't keep up with all this he felt like he couldn't like he just felt uh like not manly enough so i'm like okay whatever so if like if you feel overpowered or what overshadowed by me then it's not gonna work out so i'm just very straightforward with what i want and if you can't keep up with me that's your own fault
2: was it the success or your athletic ability or was it the attention, know, attention that you get uh, is yeah. it all was it all of that it was what?
0: all of that combined and also just because i have a very strong personality and mm-hmm. he couldn't handle i'm just very straightforward you know mm-hmm. it's like because usually like, i guess he just wanted like a submissive little asian girl and i'm just like oh it's
1: not <laughs> me <laughs> rena you're one of the only eaters that i know of that really really cares about flavor uh-huh. so oh, yeah. when we when we've been talking to you about live streams one of the conversations that happens editorially is well is Raina gonna like it because if she doesn't like it then she's not gonna want it and she's not gonna want to participate i think that's really interesting for your youtube channel because of how differentiating that is uh, tell me more about the flavors that you like and and why you won't do certain things because they suck they just don't taste good
0: well like you guys know i was a chef And before I was a chef at Benihana, I was actually a private catering chef. And I made, like, a thousand lunch boxes every week on my own. And I dropped it off to these guys in L.A. that just want prep meals, you know. So I was meal prepping, and I was cooking, and I've been cooking all my life. So I'm very picky with, like, is the food good? Actually, yesterday, I had, like, it was maybe, like, a three-pound pizza. But it was absolutely disgusting. I couldn't finish. I ate, like, less than half, and I was like, I cannot eat this.
1: Because that... because that gives an interesting uh, layer to your content Mm -hmm. that not only can people watch you for like the magnitude, but then you're also repping restaurants and our things and you're giving commentary about flavor. So that was like really, really interesting to me because every other eater is just solely about magnitude, solely about how quickly can I do this? And that's obviously a big part of what you do. But the fact that you're also like, I really like this is something where I can take as a consumer and be like, oh, I want to go try that. And that marketing seems to actually work versus I don't know if I'm going to go try something just because they have a, a 15 impossible burger vegan challenge. Like that's not going to get me into a restaurant. But if you said, oh, by the way, the, these wings from this wing challenge I had are really awesome. I'd think about going. And you have that's a
2: man a- versus food value yeah, to what totally. you bring versus a watching nathan's hot dog like i don't want to eat a hot dog after watching them dunk it in water i feel like all your challenges kind of lean towards like you're not dunking things in water mm-hmm. you're like enjoying it you're just eating a lot of it
0: yeah um that's one reason i i see i appeal that way because i'm a very real person like i said i i really enjoy my fans so i don't want to like you know bs them you mm-hmm. know so like i know there's lot like challengers out there who's like oh the food's amazing i'm like no it's not (laughs) okay so they just can really relate because i don't i don't lie in their face like if this is not good it's not good i don't care if um you're promoting or anything i'm gonna say what i think you know like and like i I won't say everything's bad it's just like if it's good it's good you know that's what it is and so people like how truthful i am you know like i i have nothing to hide really it's like i'm very honest about everything
2: how did you feel when you ate more pocky sticks in one sitting terrible Well, I mean, so Matt Stoney is uh-huh. one of the most accolated, craziest, coolest. I, I'm a huge Matt Stoney fan, and he he ate one of his most egregious videos was him trying to eat this pocky, like mm-hmm. pocky. If you guys aren't familiar, it's the it's a biscuit it's a sweet stick. snack, yeah. it's a biscuit stick, usually covered in chocolate. Usually, everyone makes a joke like, "Man, I can, can never stop eating these." But I now after watching <laughs> both you and Matt try to eat these, like I don't want them in that and that because. His was miserable. Watching him eating was miserable. Like his camera, a lot of things were factoring. His camera kept shutting off. Uh, You you could see how painful it was in his mouth, how sharp the breadsticks get over time. Saliva was not working in your favor. I mean, what, how did that feel eating more than like a dude like Matt Stoney?
0: I was like, wow, you know, I was kind (laughs) of like, oh my God. But, you know. I actually made another video prior to that when he was eating like Valentine's Day chocolates. I was just like my girl sidekicking is like, I'm not going to let a guy eat chocolates better than me. So I actually ate the chocolates better than him. But oh no, that was whatever. So when he did the Pocky, I was like, I was kind of thinking what could be my strats. So like strawberry and chocolate mixed together would change up the flavor. Mm. So I wouldn't have flavor fatigue too fast. Mm. And he drank milk and I drank water. So it was just a little bit easier for me. And he doesn't get as messy. So I was just like, I'm just going to crush everything and just shove it in my mouth. So it doesn't get the sharpness, you know, so everything's kind of like mushy. I just
1: put it in my mouth. That's it. <laughs> Wait, how many? How much pocky did you eat? I think
0: one thousand five hundred or something. 1, he 1, did one thousand five hundred twelve. Yeah, he what's had. In,
1: what's in a box of pocky? Standard box of like pocky 20, 20 20? It's like twenty. Yeah. That's so many boxes. That's so <laughs> many boxes. Yeah. <laughs> you made like national headlines
2: for that. I mean, you've made national headlines over and over and over, and you also make a lot of headlines in China, like just for everything that you do. Thanks. <laughs> because, I think you. I don't know why you're thinking me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, because Pocky is interesting because of the reasons you mentioned, Eli. The things that the average consumer doesn't think about over time, right? Mm. Because when I eat, when I crush a box of Pocky, typically it's also frozen Pocky. It's delicious. Oh, yeah. That's a good move. It's like freezing Oreos. It tastes a little bit better. Nice little consistency. But I don't think about, oh, over time, this would really hurt my mouth because these could be really sharp. Oh, over time, I don't have any saliva left. <laughs> and these are dry biscuits that I'm trying to like, dry biscuit sticks that I'm trying to shove down. What are the hardest foods to eat? Because what, what do we not think about being really hard to eat? Pancakes. Okay, why? And give, give me a list, like not just pancakes, but tell me why pancakes, and tell me the hardest foods that you've ever had to eat and why they're so hard to eat.
0: Okay, uh, well, all the American food challenges that I had to do and get used to was very hard because I'm not familiar with these tastes, and I didn't eat this growing up. So when it comes to, like, an Asian food challenge, I was like, I'm, I'm, this is it, you know? I eat, like, dumplings super fast. I eat noodles really fast. But when it comes to, like, burgers, pizzas, pancakes, I did not grow- eat this growing up. And so the tastes are so unfamiliar, and pancake is just flour and butter. And I don't eat much butter. I never ate butter growing up. So mm. it's just like butter and it's just like so like heavy. nauseating and heavy. Are and you lactose? No, I'm not. But it's just I it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and burgers, you know, uh, for me personally, Chinese, um, the food I eat, it doesn't involve a lot of beef. So mm. burgers with so much ground beef, I'm just like, ugh you know it's like i ate a lot of pork and chicken and when it was beef i ate like stuff like weird stuff like beef stomach and tripe and liver it's just Mm -hmm. not actually just the meaty part you know because we like chinese people eat a lot of other like in like other organs and whatever just to keep it lighter i guess because you know we eat everything we don't want to waste everything so when it's just straight up protein i'm just like this is so heavy and Mm -hmm. hard to get down and burgers are very dry for me there's no moisture in it, and then Chinese food always has, like, sauce with everything, and very soupy, and we drink it with tea, and I'm just like, I'm just not used to eating stuff like that, and pizza is so much bread, Mm. you know, it's like the bread, and the carbs, and the cheese, so much cheese, and all the oil from all the pepperoni, blah, 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 I'm just like, you know, and actually when I do stuff like that, I take Tums beforehand, because I know I'm gonna get um, heartburn, so I just do that in preparation for stuff like that.
2: What are your fans into right now? So like there's stuff that you like. And then what are your fans like? like what are you eating?
0: Uh, food does very well. Dumpling stuff very well for Asian food. But, you know, burgers, pizza, burritos, just a classic food challenge um, foods they lo- always love.
2: Yeah. Is it more, are people more interested right now in speed eating challenges versus quantity or?
0: They are more into what's more entertaining. So okay. it's like um, my interacting videos with the Battle Reina thing. They really, really like that because, you know, they see me giving out my merchandise and they're like, oh, my God, I want to be part of that. I want a Battle Arena!" I actually made it online one because, you know, not everybody's in California. So it's um, if you can eat nine cheeseburgers in nine minutes as my challenge, you will get a free Reina shirt. But if you can beat my time, I'll give you like two shirts and a hoodie or something. So <laughs> there actually has been a good handful of people and other eaters as well who um, did it and made a video for me so it's like it's a marketing strategy for me and mm. they get free Rena merchandise so it's a win-win for everybody you know now i just need to get mcdonald's to sponsor me then i'll be a real <laughs> win you know when you,
1: when you said you eat tubs before every challenge i was like yo tubs hook my girl raina yeah, yeah. up this <laughs> is, a, that this shit is up. perfect for you
2: what's the standard burger are you are you basing it off a of mcdonald's cheeseburger
0: uh yeah just mcdonald's very plain and classic just so everybody can get a chance and there'll be no questions it's just nine mcdonald's cheeseburgers in nine minutes that's the challenge and i did it in my minute was like three minutes or something you can beat me i'll you know i put everybody on the hall of fame on website and blah blah
2: blah damn you got the community down i like Mm -hmm. it i like it
1: is there is there enough vibrance in the community where you see this as a a long-term future uh in the sense of if you would want to provide for yourself and a family, like in five years, do you see this as, do you see a light at the end of this tunnel being like, I think I can do this long term. And then on, on, top of that, how, how big is metabolism a part of that? And because you're younger than a lot of these competitive eaters, is that something you think will slow down? and how and what does that future look like
0: yeah I definitely think about the future that's why I say i never want to achieve that 20 pound capacity because that's just not good in long term and that's why I do a variety of stuff it's not just always crazy eating I do food reviews mukbangs where I'm just enjoying the food talking Mm -hmm. about the food and then um, uh, with like a family and stuff you know people do like family videos with food and whatnot and then the guy I like right now I want to do funny videos with him you know it's, it's not it's about food because i like i like i said i just want to be an entertainer and i like people like my chani niga higa who just does like funny asian stereotype videos i want to do something like that because i can make a pretty funny vietnamese accent or chinese accent
2: and stuff. No, run it run
0: it do the rest
2: of the pot in a vietnamese No, vietnamese i can't do it i don't think i'm allowed to do that <laughs>
0: Uh, It's not ready to debut yet. I'm still working on it.
2: I mean, do you have any advice for people who might see you like young girls, young guys who want to be like, oh man, I want to, I want to either, because pre- you are inspiring. You, I don't, now don't classify you as a competitive eater. I think this right, has been eye-opening ad- for en- me. Right, it's more
0: entertainer, yeah. There has been like parents would tell me, oh, Reina eats everything, so my kid now eats everything. They're not picky anymore or whatnot. Oh. And actually yesterday I posted a video because I was just in my car and my car rides to my events are very um, long and I just talked about my aspirations and stuff and I just want to be kind of like a motivational person for people i told them in my video basically i'm just talking very real in my car i'm just like be what you want to be because life is too short you know to think about other stuff and don't let anybody get you down you know yourself the best and do what's best for you and as long as you're happy and you're okay with what you do then that's fine and because um, you know like as i am growing with all these subscribers there's also a big hater you know growing and because it's in such a short time span i had to adjust to it very quickly Mm -hmm. so um you know i just give myself like motivational speeches in my head all day and i just shared that with my viewers and they really felt it you know so it's just about being a good person and just you know do what you feel like is good what What is
2: is what does that hate look like like within that community i just i'm so interested whether it's a youtube community whether it's the competitive eating community like what does that hate look like how do you deal
0: um yeah it's just very classic troll lines and just you know people actually impersonate me now and make videos about reina doing very stupid stuff and whatever and then you know i report it and it gets taken down by youtube because it's too much sexual content but whatever um but there's just people who are like i don't know if it's jealousy or just hate on me i just don't understand it's, is it
2: other eaters
0: i don't know if it's other eaters in specific but there's just maybe like supporters of other eaters who just don't like the way that i do some stuff or huh. yeah.
2: is it because i mean I, i'm so curious is like your quick rise to this level that you're at right now that people are like man i've been in this game forever like we <sighs>
0: I think I think that's one of the reasons why. But because, you know, because like I said, I'm not the best eater. I know I am. And I proudly admit that I'm not the best eater. I don't care. You know, you can be a better eater than me. But it's just because I, I work a lot to do what I do. And then like some people might feel that, oh, why is that opportunity not landing in my lap? And then, you know, me wanting to get into, breaking into the media industry, I'm like, that's never going to happen. You have to work whether you want to be a singer or a model. You just got to always keep going at it and not give up. And that's, you just got to keep grinding. You can't never expect something to just fall on your lap just because you have this ability. I mean, there's plenty of other eaters out there who doesn't do this, um, but they probably eat well. They just don't want to do challenges or whatever, you know, it's like, There's talent everywhere and there's probably the best singer hidden somewhere, you know, but it's just being able to put yourself out there and also the confidence. There's a lot of like people who are like socially awkward or Mm -hmm. just doesn't want media to do anything to do with media. So it doesn't mean that they're not good. It just means that they're not known.
2: I think it's valuable because we should try to find a way to give those people advice because I do get hit up quite a bit of Mm -hmm. like there are other competitive eaters that are like, why is Raina on your show? Or like, why is Raina keep getting featured? Feature me. I can eat. <laughs> but it's like hard to respond to those folks because I think they're under this idea that being featured on Food Beast means success or being featured on anywhere else means success. That's not why you're winning. That's mm-hmm. not why you're you have a brand. You're Mm -hmm. uploading eight videos a week. (laughs) Like, Joey Chestnut's never hit us up. But if Joey Chestnut hit us up and was like, why are you featuring Raina so much? Like, you're the reason why I'm not succeeding. Well, you haven't uploaded anything in a year. Like, you you aren't building your brand. You're not really about this life in terms of making it a living. I
0: think that's, like, the illusion of, like, that big break. They might feel that Food Beast is, like, the big break, but it's... Well, it's not. It's like it's definitely a help, but what's gonna make you become successful is your personality and your like dedication to what you do and what you want. You can't expect somebody else make it for you. So you gotta you gotta make yourself own. I mean, there's people who are willing to help you, but you other people can't help you if you're not willing to help help yourself.
1: Do you, you think know? that a different structure of major league eating could work? And is it do, is it kind of is ma- is competitive eating the way it is is it going to be that way for the next ten years or do you see an opportunity for people like you um, that create entertaining content um, that don't that want to do their own thing do you think that's possible do you think oh no
0: that's that's what I want to do. That's um the that's why with some of the restaurants they're down to make a challenge. They there's some places that okay uh, there's one place called the hashtag is Reina is crazy boba challenge and people think it's named after me because I was the first to complete it but no it's because I talked to the owners I made it with them and I give them the business I make it now like people from the east coast are competitive eaters they went to that specific shop to do that challenge and they're like how come you're not naming it after me I ate it faster than Reina it's like that's not the point I put in the effort to make it and but I want to I want to at least you know I'm creating these opportunities but I want to be known that I was the one that made it so that's why it's named after me but um, there's a f- plenty of other challenges out here in California now because I talked to the owners hey food challenge is a thing especially asian restaurants cause it's not an asian culture so i told them this is like more like a media marketing strategy it'll help you it'll help people who want to come in and just make a video whatever it is they want to do you know and that's why um i really want to recruit other people as well so that's why i tell people battle reina you know you come out if you can eat then you know maybe you can come to the next thing i can feature on my video and it's like hell that this guy is just random coming to reina's video he can eat and i just want to help everybody
2: i mean my next question which was is the only way to make money in competitive eating eating through the media side like do you have to be a personality like in basketball like you could just be a really good basketball player and if you are of that if the talent speaks for itself you could make a living you're not going to be you still have to have personality and do all that to really rise to the top like Mm -hmm. there's a reason why michael jordan he's a one of the best basketball players ever but he also has this like aura about him and all that and you can see a lot of that in like ufc fighting like i don't watch mixed martial arts at all but i know conor mcgregor right right? like and how many i feel like there's probably so few people in the grand scheme of people that do mixed martial arts that actually make a living from it like I see that almost one to one right now in competitive eating or it people is. who eat it's a lot. it's definitely
0: like that. Because when you have the personality and you know how to approach people and you're just very relatable, it definitely, get, you have people migrate more towards your aura and stuff. You know, like I've always wanted to stand out. It's like I have pink hair now. So it's just like I'm even more <laughs> st- out, like standing out. You look like a
2: YouTuber right now. Thanks.
0: <laughs> Actually, no. My hair was done by a fan. She messaged me. She's like, I cannot stand your hair. It was so unevenly distributed (laughs) and stuff. So she's like, come to my salon. Let me do it for you. And she had her hairstylist come out and cut it for me. Now it looks more layered and full. Other than before, it was like briskly and ugly. I don't know. So I was like, oh, I get it. So I was like, better hair now. So yeah, it's just, and then, you know, all these fans like that I've met, they tell me their life story, you know, like, "Oh, she did this. This took like 12 hours." So the whole time I was talking mm-hmm. to her, and then um, she, her story is actually very similar to mine, but she's shy. So I feel like I'm kind of like an outlet for them because I'm putting myself out there and they're just probably too shy, but they can relate to, oh, Reina has the same kind of backstory as I do. And another person who took care of my dog when I went on a tour, she has the same kind of backstory as I do as well. It's just that I'm appealing to the people who are too shy to put themselves out there, but they get my story and I'm just making myself very relatable to other people.
2: Were you always outgoing?
0: no. No. When I first met you at the pizza thing, I was super shy. Huh. You asked the reckless eating or freak eating, I was a pretty much a completely different person. And I was very just to myself. And I was afraid to hang out with them because I was like, oh, I'm scared, you know? Like, <laughs> Yeah, so I was afraid of meeting new people, but I pushed myself to get out of this social awkwardness boundary that I have. Actually, my dog is a service dog because I have social anxiety. So I can take her to restaurants and stuff with me. I have been recently. wow
2: and what was like the breakthrough point that you became you if you were that shy because again i do remember now i remember when you wanted to apply to be in the eating challenge it was so meek and (laughs) so like could i please and i was like yeah i looked up one video i was like yeah of course you can let's go but then after the more we started hanging out i started seeing like you are very outgoing so but what what happened was it like the camera in front Um, of your face just forcing it
0: that and also i guess it was just i went through a very emotional phase um when i left my job mm. and i kind of told myself i need to change and just you know make be the person I want to because like in my head I fantasize about who I want to be is like this really confident person so I just kind of like start to bring that out and then people like that confidence you know like as long as you're not overly cocky but you're like stand up and strong for what you believe in and but you're also very open to other stuff just you need a balance of everything and then uh, people will you know people will like that and people look up to you as a role model because no, role models usually aren't like shy and you know whatever You the, they're they're strong in what they believe in but they're not overly cocky you just need mm. to find a balance and finds the personality that people will really
1: like. I think there's connective tissue to the people we bring on this podcast. And one of the biggest things that to me has been really connective through the last, I don't know, 10 or 12 podcasts that we've done is I would say almost everyone, if not everyone on the pod has an understanding of how they built a differentiating personal brand. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking to Ali of Fatima's and he's bringing his life experience of prison into the restaurant brand that he's creating, when we're talking to Josh Scherer, Culinary Down last week's podcast, and how he created the semi-frat boy, experiencing, experimenting with food Persona, and then also just continue to educate himself about it. If you're a competitive eater and you're DMing Food Beast about why we're not featuring you, it's either one of two things you're not loud enough, or we don't understand what your brand is. Mm-hmm. But when we see someone in cosplay eating a <laughs> 50 by 50, and I was set up by us, but we, but how we became aware of you is creating content. And I think that go- also goes back to the conversation we had with Josh last week is create content and figure it out Yeah. because we're not here as food beasts to figure it out for you, but we can amplify when you're, when you are building a brand that people want to latch onto and be excited about. Mm -hmm. So that being said, Reyna, like your brand is shining so amazingly (laughs) because of how differentiating you are. Mm -hmm. Yes. You have natural ability, Yes, you fucking crush tons of videos per week with a one-man team. Like, it's tough for Food Beast with our video team doesn't stay at the same pace of how how many videos you produce and upload. So I think that's just something, like, for me, that's been, you know, connective through multiple episodes on the pod
2: yeah things are getting obvious guys like you if you have if you have a fun idea and fun talent like just putting the work in there is like the bare minimum you can do like it's the absolute bare minimum you can do so yeah i I learned a lot you've i mean i wanted to just go over all the accolades that you've done 50 by 50 from in and out the entire menu of panda express what's something you that's been on your mind let's wrap this what's one thing that you like i want to eat this i haven't done it yet like what's a challenge coming up
0: um well one of my friends he's a really good chef i want to make a huge dumpling because that dumpling video in tokyo is so yeah like the huge one like we can make our own dough make Mm. our own filling we're just gonna make a big ass dumpling
1: how big you think you can make a dumpling?
0: I don't know. You know, I mean, we can make it as big as we want, but it got to fit in the oven. <laughs> I mean, if we have like yeah. an industrial kitchen, we can probably make a huge one. You Dude, know? This
2: thing that we saw, I think if we're thinking about the same spot, and it was, it's like a size of like a football and a half. Yeah, size yeah. dumpling. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. like and If they you split need a down commercial
1: down kitchen, we will put the call out. Let us help. <gasps> let's get it.
0: Yes. No, because I, I make dumplings all the time. So let's do if it. If you know
1: how to make a Giant dumpling that needs a commercial do it in the food. Beast we can kitchen. find a com- Let's do it. We, that can, was fi- next we video. can find a yeah. commercial oven the food beast kitchen doesn't have a commercial oven But we have but come at
2: us Samsung. Let's yeah. We, that. Yeah, <laughs> we can
1: figure that out So don't limit yourself to the conventional oven you tell us how much The dumpling you want to make and let's let's figure that out before All right. before we wrap up the podcast something new that we've been doing what are the what are the places that whether you've eaten there for challenges whether you've eaten there just on your own but give me 3 places in southern California that I need to eat at yesterday
0: Okay there is one k- new Korean place where I ate 10 pounds of kaibujim, which is uh, beef ribs. Uh-huh. Uh, it's called tangin noodle. It's newly opened, and the meat was so good. It was just fall off the bone. I actually took Nader to go eat it with me. He was his first time eating Korean food. He loves it. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. That's one place. Um, i don't know that's something that comes top of my mind <laughs> i just i just I love that place oh there is another place it's not food challenge or anything it's called tk92 barbecue in san gabriel um the meat was so good they had a freaking robot that brought you your order
2: that's the one yeah we're gonna try we're gonna try that place soon we're gonna do a video oh they we're, talk to you no that's well no we saw it we're oh, gonna yeah. talk to them real soon but it's basically this robot brings out your your k-barbecue meat order Mm -hmm. and then you it's just fun it's a cute little robot that comes to your table you need a differentiator in k-barbecue at this it's southern california yeah it's it's a lot
0: and they have a like see-through window where you see all the meat being dry aged or whatever it was so it looks so good just walking in i was like i want to eat all that you know (laughs) and then when they like laid it out for you the marbling on the beef was just so beautiful and i was like oh my god that, that was like one of the best korean barbecue spots i've ever eaten at. One more. Um, yeah, one more.
1: No pressure.
2: And maybe a third K barbecue spot.
0: <laughs> well, it's not. It's not really a thing. It's just nearby my house. It's. It's. I didn't do a video on it, but as I go there off a lot, you know, for the training and whatnot, because it's a vegetarian food, Asian vegetarian food, and then the people that work there are actually volunteers. They don't even work there for a job because they just want to promote healthy veggies to the younger generation so they just over there and it's a buffet it's a a vegetarian buffet it's like an asian soup plantation it's called sweet veggies in a walnut which is like two minutes away from me and um it's so cute because they got like little bookmarks where you can take and it just has a very inspirational message and on every table there's a story about um I don't know if it's like Taoism. It's kind of like Buddha Taoism kind of vibe. And it's like very good karma, it's just good energy in there. And all the food is amazing. And it's just very, it's just such a sweet place to be because like the people, they're not there, like they're forced to be there, they're, they're voluntarily. So they treat you so well. And then, and you know, like people who go there and they don't know what it is, they like the way they talk is just so sweet. And you see monks going in all the time too. The like monks come in, like take the bento out to wherever there it is, the, the temples or whatever. Sweet that
1: veggies. sounds newsworthy, man. That sounds crazy. That sounds amazing. I have the so many that, more questions, yeah, but I want to pe- try yeah, this. Yeah, that people are volunteering for a cause versus just supplying a yeah. restaurant. The
0: only person that gets paid is the chef. Yeah, but everybody else is just volunteering, That's, cleaning and stuff. The way uh, you
1: described it was the way Food Beast would describe it. It's like the Asian vegetarian soup plantation. Is, yeah. Yeah. As soon as you said it like that, both Eva and I were like, Izzy, write this down. Like, <laughs> Thank you for explaining uh, it. <laughs> the only way I would understand
2: <laughs> <laughs> the Asian soup plantation.
1: Yeah. Anything coming up, Reyna, uh, that you want people to watch, attend?
0: I am going on a tour to the Midwest. Wow. Yeah, okay. I will be gone October 15th to like late November, mid November, and I'm going to 15 different states. Oregon, Washington, Montana, Iowa, Kansas, North and South Dakota, Nebraska, Minnesota, Missouri, Wisconsin. I probably missed something, but it's a lot.
2: You
1: just named more states than I actually could. <laughs> <laughs> and are you going to just continue the food challenges and food content in different part of the country
0: yes i'm mainly going to like the really popular spots maybe like the restaurants that were featured on man versus food with the food challenges and everything yeah so that'll be super fun and i'm traveling with um magic mitch he's another competitive eater so we'll be doing that together and he'll make sure like i won't get in trouble because you know I- i'm afraid to travel alone and my dog's coming with me too she's a service dog so she'll be staying with me and going to all the restaurants
1: yeah
2: that's what's up where can people find you reyna if they don't f- already follow you
0: uh youtube.com slash reyna huang r-a-i-n-a-h-u-a-n-g and if you want the details on all this tour it's on RainaIsCrazy.com, as long as all my merch and stuff so yeah
1: that's reyna is crazy thanks for coming on the pod
2: thank you thanks everybody thank mm-hmm. you for
1: listening and
2: until next week Bye. <laughs>